1: Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Well the Windy series begins tomorrow at the Adelaide Oval. Adam White is part of the SEN Cricket Call team, and has been good enough to join us to preview that test match. Hello, Whitey. G'day, Garvey. Good talking to you again. Nice to be with you, mate. we've spoken so much about the Aussie team, the permutations leading into it in terms of selection, the final makeup of it. It's been great fodder. Now let's have a look at the Windies and because I don't think our listeners are across them more than understandably as much as they would like to be because they're, they're such a changing cricketing side, both in the uh, T20 format, ODI format, and then the test team. So what can we expect from them? And can you give us some insight into some of the players to look out for who perhaps will catch us by surprise?
1: Yeah, It's a really interesting sort of conversation because it was only – 12 months ago that the West Indies were out here for two test matches and you kind of feel like, oh, well, you know, we'll we'll know the players because they're coming back again next year. But when you look at the makeup of the the likely lineup for this test match, it's going to be very different to to 12 months ago. And it it does sort of, I guess, explain just how um, uncertain West Indian cricket is at the moment because the most talented players tend to be just freelance T20 players around the world. And and we feel a bit cheated that the best West indian talent isn't playing test cricket. But when you look at the squad that the West Indies are travelling with here to to both Adelaide and then next week against Brisbane, I guess the, the comforting factor is that these guys want to play test cricket. Some of them are young. Some of them have had no uh, test experience. Some of them have had barely any first-class experience. But this time round, these are guys that want to represent West Indian cricket. They want to wear the whites. They want to face the red ball, they want to bowl with the red ball. And I think that is maybe slightly different to what it's been in the past where you kind of feel at times they'd prefer to be doing other things. So there's some experience there with the likes of obviously Craig Rathwaite, who's mm. the captain, and he's you know, he's got five and a half thousand test runs. Um, you've got Shander Paul, who is, I guess, the emerging star of West Indian cricket, the yep. the son of Vashivna uh, and Shander Paul. But outside of that, I think it's the bowlers that are more likely to do some damage rather than the batsman. Okay.
0: And who are some of those so, bowlers who yeah. might move it around a little bit or maybe trouble Steve Smith when he comes out to open for the first time?
1: Yeah. So we know a little bit about Alzaro El- Joseph because he was out here last year and he's played a fair bit of cricket now for the West Indies. I really like him. I think he's a really talented player. He has played 30 test matches. Yep. His record doesn't, I think represent how good he is. He's got... 85 test wickets at 35. But even if you look at what he's done in the white ball game on the big stage, I think he's someone that is, I wouldn't say he's necessarily the, the spearhead of the attack, but he's pretty close. Mm. I think that you know the veteran Kemar Roach, uh, 35 years of age, we all remember Kemar Roach as the one that hit Ricky Ponning on the arm all those years ago. Yep. But he's, he's sort of like a bit of a renaissance in, in international cricket. He's come back uh, from the wilderness. You know, someone that's... You've got to respect the fact he's played 79 Test matches and he's got 265 wickets. But but on his day, he can still bowl really fast. Mm. But the one that I... There's two probably that I'm really looking forward to seeing in Adelaide. One is this young guy called Shamar Joseph. Now, he's 24 years of age, hasn't played a lot of cricket. But the, the sprue around him was that he could bowl 150 clicks. Okay. And he probably in the tour game got it to about 145. He bowled some really quick balls. He clean bowled Teague Wiley at one stage. He found the edge a few times because of his air speed more than anything else. So I think, look, I think he's going to be green, and I'm not sure how how long he can sustain uh, that speed. But I think he's someone that will worry the Australians, particularly if Australia bat first and. We, we, there's this talk about grass on the pitch and bounce and pace and all this sort of thing. I think that's the West Indies' best chance of getting themselves into the Test match is actually to bowl first and try and, you know, try and roll Australia on the first day. Then there is a spinner, uh, Gudikesh Moti, who um, I think he's their best spinner. Left arm, um, orthodox, um, played really well against England in the recent T20s. So, again, it's so different, obviously, T20 cricket to Test cricket. But what I like, particularly the West Indians, is that players that can stand up on the big stage. And this young guy, Modi, did that. Um, He likes to set really aggressive fields when he's bowling in in Test cricket or first-class cricket. So I think they've got a spinner that's pretty good too. So I've given you four bowlers that I think are, are going to be ones to watch the batting is really interesting. I spoke um name dropping here, garby. I spoke to Brian Lara on sports day um, <laughs> yeah. back in Melbourne um yesterday, and I asked him about the batters he 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 has no idea <laughs> he just <laughs> he doesn't know what to expect he, wow. you know, he said there's a lot of talent, yeah, um but whether they can sustain it, I think we're going to see lots of really nice twenties and, and, and maybe a teasing thirty five or forty. But whether they can sustain it over a long period of time, that's going to be the big challenge, I think, for the
0: West Indian batting. Sounds like a bit of a general comment from Brian Charles Lara on the on that one. Hopefully, uh, yes. <laughs> hopefully, we find out a bit more about them uh, in the next few days, and well, let's hope it's yeah. a contest. Well,
1: yeah, sorry, Garby. Just just one thing, I, I, and I want to sort of stump up to the West Indies here a little bit. One thing that I think we can all, you know, we want it to be competitive, and one thing that I think we can get some confidence out of in that tour game. In the first innings, where well, the West Indies made eight for two hundred and fifty-one, in the second innings, they made three hundred and fifteen. So, Kevin Hodge made fifty-two and ninety-nine. Justin Greaves got a sixty odd, and that while the the players that they played against were young Australian emerging players, all of them are playing Sheffield Shield cricket. So, the fact that they did that, and they also bowled Australia, the Australian cricket, of Australia eleven, or what they call it, out for one hundred and seventy-four. So there's enough there to think that this isn't just going to be you know, a total waste of time. I genuinely think that, um, particularly, I don't think Australia played overly well against Pakistan, mm. um, so I don't think they're at the top of their game. They're tired after any, a relentless last 12 months. Mm. I, I do think with a bit of freshness, the West Indies might be um, might be able to not, not necessarily scare Australia, but be competitive in phases that will make it watchable
0: cricket. Yeah, let's hope so. Um... We are talking about sports teams that have had the biggest declines or individuals that have had the biggest declines uh, on the show today. 0457 736 7, The Windies from uh, their great era of the 80s and 90s uh, certainly fit their criteria and they're the catalyst for that talkback subject today in our first hour of the program. So share with us your thoughts. Let's move on to the Aussies though. I thought Cameron Green's press conference yesterday was really interesting where, again, you listen to what Steve Smith had to say this week and also Cam Green and it seems pretty clear Cam Bancroft and Marcus Harris were never really in the conversation. Cam Green was always coming back into this team. And it was just about rejigging the batting order around that. At one stage, he thought he was opening. He thought, 95% sure I'm going to have to open. So I was preparing for that. That's why he was in the nets for so long during the Pakistan series. Um, But then Steve Smith said, I want to do it. And so Cam Green slots in at four. And he feels as if he's just going to be really comfortable there. He said, at six, I had to move the game along too much and I couldn't play my natural game. It's going to be such an interesting watch. And he's adamant as well, Whitey, that he can bowl as much as he has before. His all-rounder status is not going to change, even with Mitch Marsh and the team. What do you make of that? Well, well, first on that last comment, I 100% agree. Because, again, when
1: you're marrying up Australian players, you go back a level to first class cricket, which is Sheffield Shield cricket, to see what they do there. And Cameron Green bats number four for Western Australia, and he's sometimes first-change bowler. So he's almost like your, your club player, that your best player is the best <laughs> batter and the best bowler. Um, but what he does do, Cameron Green is um, he bats like a proper batsman. And I think we might have talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we had a chat, or last mm. week when we had a chat, is that at number six, he was asked to play a role that was uncomfortable for him because... He's, someone that, he's not someone like Mitch Marsh that can come out and hit boundaries from ball one. He's li- he likes to take his time. He's, um, he's got a really good temperament, a really good technique, but he likes to work himself into his innings, which is what a number four generally does. Mm. So I think he's in the position that he wants to bat in. Um, he's averaging over 50 for Western Australia and Sheffield Shield Cricket uh, in that number four slot. So it's not like he's being elevated from six for WA to four for Australia. That's where he plays for WA. The, the other comment, which I thought was really interesting, which you touched on as well, was the things that Cameron Green said in his press conference really gave the indication, as you said, that it was always going to be, how do we get Cameron Green into the team? Um, and that they weren't even really looking at, at Cameron Brancroft or, or Marcus Harris or Matt Ranshaw, um, which sort of goes against what we all thought. I'm not necessarily sure that's entirely true, but I think that's it's certainly Cameron Green's truth. And um, I just think what it does show more than anything else is that this is someone that the Australian selectors and the Australian team see as a generational talent. And they did not want him out of the team for any longer. He only lost his spot in the team because he was injured um, back in Headingley. Kind of got himself back in, but then you've got Mitch Marsh playing so well, you can't not play Mitch Marsh, and then that was just the headache that they had. Yeah. Um. And so this is the way to get him back in.
0: 100%. He probably needed a break. I do worry about him backing up off the IPL. You can understand him taking that contract, it's worth so much money, but maybe he needs to just look at how much cricket he's playing, Cam Green, and that maybe came into sharp focus during that Ashes series, but he's young. He'll sort that out and he'll work out the best uh, program for him moving forward. So he's a big watch in the series. Obviously, Steve Smith is as well from an Aussie point of view. Who else is? Who needs a couple of scores? Maybe someone like a Travis Head, perhaps? I
1: don't think there's any doubt about that. Mm. Um, I think the interesting part about Travis Head for me over the next 12 to 18 months is has international cricket worked him out Mm. or has he just come back from... The heroics of the world cup and is just tired yeah because he did so well in the world test championship he did so well in the ashes he did so well last summer and then he did what he did in the world cup having you know had the the broken bone and coming back and being the hero all those sorts of things there's every chance he's just tired but what i worry about with travis head is the way he plays and the wit that international cricket or international bowlers give him to just freeze arms and just lash it through the offside that kind of changed a little bit in that Pakistan series. He got cramped room a little bit, and there was a few outs where you go, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Mm. Now, so he's got to navigate his way through this little period because he's had such a charmed run, and he's batted so um, so freely in his mind, I guess. Can he still do that? So that's a watch for me on, on Travis Head. Might not be a problem so much in the West Indies series, um, but I think it could be a challenge potentially for him in New Zealand. And the other thing for me, Gabby, is just – and I sort of touched on it before about are the Australians tired because of what they've had over the last 12 months mm. or are some of the Australians just tired because they're getting old? Um, Steve Smith and Usman Kawaja definitely <laughs> fall into that category. That <laughs> are they just – have they just run out of challenges? Yeah. There's well, not much left for them to do. And, you know, Khawaja is the same age as Warner. Um, Steve Smith, I, I haven't seen him play – Steve Smith cricket for quite a while now, um, so I'm watching them really closely to yeah. see whether they whether they have that appetite anymore. I, I think they do, particularly Steve Smith, but I'd like to see it.
0: Yeah, and Woosman Kawaja, you know, the, the microscope will be on him because of the opener changes. He's 37 now. All right, was it you need to keep scoring runs or else? You know, the, we've spoken about Bancroft for a while. He's not in the team. You know, the pressure's on, and Steve Smith clearly. Uh, I think because of his age, wants to change. He said he's watching 600 yeah. balls before he gets out there to bat at four. Maybe at 29, 30, that was fine. At 35, it's a little bit trickier for him. So he what, wants to change a with that in point. mind. Um, please, Whitey, can Steve Smith and Marnus Labashane, if they get out early against the Windies, okay. actually make their way off the cricket field <laughs> in a reasonable amount of time? Because they've got this notion at the moment, and it's irritating Australian fans, it's a little bit of arrogance, I think. Like, how on earth can you get me out? And if the Windies get them out, it could be the longest delay we've seen for a player to get off a test cricket ground, especially with Steve Smith's move to opener.
1: Gabby, it's my biggest frustration with the Australian team at the moment <laughs> is these two
0: and, and what they do in this sense.
1: It, it reminds is, me very much
0: It is arrogance, of isn't
1: myself. it? Now, it is, uh, and, but I don't think it's meant to be. Okay. I think it just comes across that way. Yeah. It reminds me very much of myself when I was 12 years of age when my cousin got me out, and i would just stand there and go, how dare you get me out? You're not good <laughs> enough to get me out. Must have, been, must have hit a rock. The yeah. ball must have hit a rock or, or something like that because you can't get me out. You're not good enough to get
0: me or out. Or the umpire's made a mistake. The umpire's made a mistake. Meanwhile, right. you've been clean-bowled.
1: Or like when you've got, you know, I I tend to have a lot of cricket dreams when you you get bold or something like that and you say, hang on a sec, I wasn't ready. Do that again. I don't want to go again. I'm not ready. It's
0: not my time. It's good fun. Uh, (laughs) Looking forward to your call of the test match on SCN Cricket Australia in the Windies. The real cricket, Whitey. Um, All the best with her, mate. And uh, we'll listen with interest.
1: Thanks, Gabby. Looking forward to it.